The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the we got a kind of simulcast here on the Impact Wrestling Press Pass podcast. Hopefully, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you see. Uh, let me see if we got this here. I'm going to see if uh, my buddies uh, uh, Simon and Lauren. If uh, if you give me a message, I, I think we got everybody on the line, and we have Brian Cage on Facebook Live. Should be good. Um, we'll. Uh, Momentarily, we're getting ready for a Slammiversary here. Uh, it's uh, right around the corner. Sunday, we got uh, world champ Brian Cage goes one on one with uh, Michael Elgin. We got uh, Sammy Callahan putting it on the line against Tessa Blanchard. RVD against Moose. Yeah, a lot of good matches. Uh, I, I like the uh, uh, four way women's uh, uh, monsters ball match. Should be interesting. Uh, so let's. Uh, I think we got. I think we're good to go here with uh, Brian. Uh, so let me uh, just welcome Brian to the uh, Impact Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everyone. Brian Cage now on the podcast as well. So uh, we've got to figure out this technology here so we can do both. We need uh, my my trusty assistant Josh is of course uh, probably golfing right now. Uh, yeah, exactly. I gave him the same expression. So uh, let me just ask you, uh, Brian, getting there, we were up early this morning. Morning, You had radio this morning, a, a few radio interviews. Uh, everything all builds to Sunday with Slammiversary. Your thoughts? Well, it's been, uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, after winning the title, to be able to defend my title, obviously, everyone was happy. I got hurt, hurt, suffered a back injury uh, that was founded by Elgin, and uh, I had to spend some time in the hospital. I had to spend some time off uh, off TV at home recouping. So, not been the championship reign I've wanted so far, but it's the one that we have, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting my retribution and and being a fighting champion come anniversary and uh, and thereafter. Well, uh, with that, we are going to open up for some media questions. Uh, media, we're going to ask you to please identify yourself and your media outlet. And uh, one question, one question alone for Brian, and we'll move it right along. we got a lot of people uh, in queue. Happy Independence Day to everybody here in America. Uh, happy uh, Wednesday to our, our bo- it could be Thursday. It is Thursday, yeah. Happy Thursday to everybody else in the world, to our Canadian friends, uh, Stephanie over in France, and our buddies in the U.K., and hopefully, uh, uh, if you're, it's uh, Thursday for you, so happy Thursday. Uh, let me open it up here for questions for the media. Q&A session has started. To ask your question, please press star six. You're looking tired there, Brian. You doing Okay. I mean, I did have you up bright and early this morning. I'll, I'll take blame on that. 
<laughs> yeah, for the, for the record, our our, our hotel uh, had a uh, a morning buffet of popcorn and uh, something similar to Swedish fish, and uh, you know I of course wanted to jump right in. I'm thinking, ah, the world champion ain't gonna ain't gonna go for that. Uh, he beat me to it, elbowed me out of the way, and uh, jump right. <laughs> you see his face? He's, he's not even gonna try to deny this. So uh, we're open up for some questions here, and uh, we'll get going here. Hello, good morning, everyone. This is Jeffrey Harris with 411 Mania, Brian Cage, champion. Thank you for joining us this morning. So I guess my uh, first question for you, Brian, uh, do you think Michael Elgin has done enough to earn this title shot against you uh, in his career and in Impact Wrestling? And has he bitten off more than he can chew with this fight? Oh, absolutely. I think he deserves a shot. Um, not only is he a phenomenal athlete, a phenomenal competitor, and I'm glad he's part of the Impact roster just because it, it brings that much more prestige and talent to the roster. Um, you know, he uh, he got my attention right after I won the title, and then on top of that, I mean, they put him in a number one contenders match that he did win. Um, so, I mean, how can I argue? Uh, I would have loved to give him uh, Johnny Impact a rematch, and uh, even if he loses to Rich Swan, I will gladly give him a rematch to show him that I'm not going to duck him like he was ducking me. But uh, first and foremost, we got Elgin on the roster, and uh, he's next in line. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm absolutely certain he bit off way more than he can chew. Um, I'm not going to be injured this time. I'm not going to be post-match. This is going to be him and I, one-on-one. And uh, he's going to see that the machine is unbreakable. I'm going to reign supreme as a champion still. What does a win over Michael Elgin do for your career? Uh, a win over Michael Elgin continues my career soaring. Just, I mean, as of right now, I feel like I'm at the top of my game. Uh, I, I couldn't really ask for for much more. So, I mean, this is going to keep the the ball rolling for me and momentum going, and um, it'll be a big, huge win. And uh, we're uh, for people who don't know, we actually teamed many years ago in the independence. So it also proved that uh, you know that I was uh, I was the captain of that ship, and now I'm you know moving on my own. Uh, so it comes full circle now. Brian, I hope you enjoy uh, Texas this weekend, and best of luck to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Brian, I'll say we got a little uh, greetings from Italy already uh, in the uh, Facebook Live chat. Everybody's chiming in where they're from. Italy. Uh, I'm going to go seven hours ahead. I don't know. So you guys in Italy, how, how, uh, what time is it over in Italy? Angelo, please tell us. Hey, Brian, it's Bill Pritchard from WrestleZone. How are you? Good, good, good. So I wanted to know your thoughts, this uh, Kenny Omega Terminator comparison picture you put up the other day. Moose kind of implied that your focus wasn't on your matches this weekend. What do you have to say about that? No, Moose was just upset because nobody was talking about him. That's all it really, that's all it really comes down to. Um, 
I, like I said to him in the response to this tweet, I was like, hey, don't worry. Everybody knows that Elgin has my attention. This was a random uh, Monday, Tuesday, wherever of the week. It's not like my attention was elsewhere. Uh, and I've actually had that picture stored in my phone to post actually for several, several, several months. I just kept on always forgetting about it. I'm like, oh, and I just came across it, so I posted it. But, uh, yeah, he just wanted to grab some attention because he knows his match – even though, no no fault of RVDs, but his matches are going to be the match that Elgin and I are going to have, and no one's going to be talking about his match after the pay-per-view. So he's just trying to get his own little stuff in, but, you know, I'm not worried about it. All right, and real quick, uh, this weekend's kind of like your first big test since coming back. Uh, are you thinking you're going to be a little more reserved as far as moves you pull off, considering the way you were injured uh, in April? Um... Not because of of me being or you know getting injured, but I might be more reserved just of me still not being 100. percent A lot of people still kind of guess that or not like really certain, you know how uh, how healthy I am or I am not. I said no matter what I would be uh, be at Slammiversary and like yeah and, and just to put it out there, I'm still not 100. percent And there's still a lot of things that uh, I normally could do that I probably won't be able to do, but uh, I have a vast array of. Uh, of moves in my repertoire, and um, you know, I'm not I'm not concerned about it. So, as far as like any sort of uh, you know high flying stuff, I may not be may be able to do as much of that. But uh, I don't know necessarily that I need to do any of that with Elgin, nor that I mm, am even in that that realm of thought because as of right now, I just kind of want to want to tear it through. And I think a lot of people just want to see a big hoss fight, anyways. So, all right, thanks for your time. Good luck this weekend. No worries. Thank you. And before we move on to the next uh, media question, uh, we got a question from James, and I actually do know the answer to this, Brian, but I want to see, uh, put, put you on the spot here. James Donuts. Well, it's pretty close, pretty close to the, the question. Uh, James, I think it was James uh, Goodwin, wanted to know, what did you have for breakfast? Oh. <laughs> actually, no, I had, I had uh, real food from 5% and uh, protein powder, just a uh, little cake before we went to the, the radio um Interviews, but then on the way back, yeah, we had a nice little little array of uh, of, of, of candy popcorn that they happened to put out, the red, white, and blue. It was delicious. I thought I was going to have a handful or two, and we had like a bag or two. So. Handful. I, I, I got a call from the front desk. You took the whole uh, whole jar up to your room. Well, I everybody else out. There you go. You're a pretty nice guy on that. Yeah. Hello, this is Carlos from Indie Pro Wrestling, IndiePW.com. Happy 4th of July, and how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. How about yourself? Pretty good. Um, my question for you would be, how does it feel now that you're a world champion with a lot more media attention on you and Impact Wrestling in general? Uh, it's awesome. I've been I've been waiting for this opportunity for quite some time, I feel like I've been ready for it for quite some time, and um, you know, it's uh, it's 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 what I've wanted, it's what I've asked for, and now it's here, and I tend to deliver. And um, how how do you feel like um, you can do to get more eyes on the product? Well, I feel like uh, Impact, just as a whole, not even just you know myself or my matches, has been tremendous as far as putting out quality stuff. Um, I mean, we just keep doing that out and are keep sending all that out and knock it out of the park this Sunday with Slammiversary, which 
I mean, looking at the lineup and how the last several pay-per-views have gone, I don't see that being an issue or a problem at all. And I know there's uh, a lot of good things on the horizon coming, so I think uh, I think we'll be doing just fine. Awesome, man. Uh, if I may, what is your favorite part of 4th of July? Favorite part? Yes. Oh, man. Um I mean, uh, we, I talked about this earlier on a different radio interview about being a little bit of a pyromaniac and loving, you know, some, setting something on fire and seeing it explode. It's always fun. But to be honest, I love. I we talked about me eating popcorn earlier, but I, I'm a big, big, big sweets guy. Like, I mean, I eat clean 24/7, but I love sweets. I have a big sweet tooth. I was just talking about this on the plane right over here to Dallas. Any grocery market you go to in the U.S. those fat sugar cookies with the sugar frosting on top that they have for every holiday at every grocery store all year long. Those are amazing. And they're always at everyone's 4th of July party every single time. You know what I'm talking about, Ross. They're always there. And they're they're phenomenal. I can never eat enough of those things. Well, hey, you're the world champ. And uh, thank you so much. You have a good day. Thank you. All right. Thank you, man. So, Brian, are you saying that on, the, on our way to uh, San Antonio, we need to make a stop at a grocery store? All righty. Uh, I had a question. I, I believe it was. Uh, boy, I wish I, I. I apologize. You know who who asked the question? Um, I thought it was John or Josh. Um, interesting question. What are you expecting from Michael Elgin on Sunday? I'm expecting him to uh, give me all that he has. Like you said, like, I'm obviously not not uh, too happy about everything that's gone down, but I'm not I'm not naive to his ability. When he can do the ring, I've, I've said nothing but I've uh, put him over as far as how awesome a talent he is, how awesome a performer, how athletic he is, how strong he is, you know, how much of a threat he is. Um, so what do I expect? I expect him to give me everything he's got, and I and I'm confident at coming out victorious. I'm also not naive to think it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be walking the park. I'm not, it, it's not moose, you know what I mean? This is my Elgin, so I'm going to have to. Uh, have to to reach down deep and and do what I got to do, but I'm going to come up victorious. But it'll be a hell of a match. So what you're saying is I should be getting a call any moment from Moose. Uh, come on, man, we're going to talk to me like that, Cage. <laughs> Probably is actually, actually word for word what he would say. <laughs> My name is Michael with the Deep Fast Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I just wanted to ask you. In your transition to the world of pro wrestling, what was the hardest lesson that you learned, whether it be uh, in terms of conditioning or a life lesson? Just curious about your journey to where you are now. I think. Hey, do, 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 I, 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 down under, where are you at uh, in Australia? I'm in Western Australia. Western Australia. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's one of my uh, my favorite countries, I think, to, to travel to. It's always been a, a go-to of mine since I was in third grade. I love being able to go out there for uh, World Series Wrestling every few uh, every few months. But uh, I- I'm sorry, what was uh, what was your question? Uh, my question was in regards to your journey to the world of pro wrestling. Uh, what was the hardest lesson that you learned? Um, transitioning to that world, whether it be like conditioning or oh. just like a life lesson that you learned? Um, interesting question. Uh, realistically, I think uh, the hardest um, the hardest thing was maybe just uh, uh, 
especially after like starting to wrestle um, and like learning it and doing some indies and then kind of trying to move on to, to new territory, uh, more specifically leaving California. And then I, I went to Deep South Wrestling when it was a WWE developmental contract, um, contracted f- facility. Um, I was there and I remember walking in there and being extremely taken back and, uh, and I guess more just, just, just humbled and so nerve wracking. And so just, just to like humble yourself and like have to kind of, uh, I don't know, di- digest, uh, things differently and just, just, uh, kind of fall in line. That was, that was probably one of the, the, the hardest things thinking like, okay, you know, I got this, I'm ready for this. And then realize like, Oh wait, maybe at this time I'm not, not as ready as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And um, we look forward to seeing more of the sleeping machines in Australia. Uh, yeah, buddy. We're coming back. We're coming back. Thank you very much for your time. No problem. Well, Tim, we got a uh, question here from, uh, I'm going to probably mispronounce your name. I apologize. Watsi Salim, who wants to know why we're using the phone. And it's, it's a technology answer because we're doing a dual uh, simulcast. We're. Uh, Live on Facebook, Facebook Live, and of course, on our Impact Wrestling podcast. And rather than doing a speakerphone where you hear background noise, we want to give the best quality sound, so we use a high-tech, advanced telephone. With a cord, yes. But it's a fashionable cord. Well, usually I would be on the call on my cell phone, I'm right here in front of you. Yeah, exactly. We, we do have an, a cell phone right there that could be used. Uh... But, you know, it's, it's not always the greatest signal, and we want to make sure that the fans hear the chant. Brian, what do you want? You want an international call or you want a, a, a domestic call? I, I said, you're getting the call. You're not, you, I'm not having you call somewhere. You make the call. Who do you want to hear from next? International. We just heard from Australia. Let's go. Uh, we'll go to this one here. I think this is UK here, but we'll let them uh, identify themselves. Hi, Brian. This is uh, Rory from Team Venom over in the UK. Um, outside of your match at Slammiversary against Elgin, is there anything that you're looking forward to seeing from the other competitors? Looking forward to seeing from what? From the other competitors and the other matches on the evening. Oh, uh, on the pay-per-view, outside of mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm extremely, extremely interested in seeing how Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard play out. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty keen, and I have a, have a close connection to both of those. And I, I feel like what they got going on is, is quite intriguing. Um, outside of that, uh, I feel like Eddie and Cross. Uh, have uh, have have definitely piqued my interest as well, and their build up to their match at Slammiversary. Um, but uh, I mean, the card as a whole is uh, is pretty it's pretty uh, phenomenal, and and I'm a big fan of the Rascals as well. Though I feel like LAX the Raptors is one of the best tag teams. I uh, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be too disappointed if the Rascals come out the new tag champs. Okay, thank you. I'm forward to uh, catching it on Fight TV on the. Awesome man, yeah. Thanks for watching. All right, Brian, well, we'll continue uh, what we started last night on Facebook Live. We'll go match by match. Uh, yesterday we went with the uh, RVD Moose match. Uh, you mentioned it. I, I did want to get your take on the 
you take and your predicted winner, Killer Cross, Eddie Edwards. So uh, who do you like? Say what? I'm going to go ahead and say Cross. Because I feel like I'm not sure which one's crazier. Crazy we are. But uh, I feel like Eddie is more maybe more susceptible and more allowing to get busted open. First blood match. Uh, that'll play into his favor. But uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Cross. So that's the second match that we've gone. Uh, Opinions on the second one we're going to dispute on. You got cross. I'm going to take Eddie. I'm going to go the wild card on this one. Uh, I'm going to say Alicia Edwards is going to play a factor in this. Oh, are you? Yeah, I don't know why. I just I got that little hunch that uh, she's... I don't know. Right. Uh, let's just move right along. You got cross. I'll take Eddie Edwards. Okay. And what do we have on this uh, on our, our, our wagers? We're doing a donut per... Well, maybe, maybe it'll be a sugar Ooh, yeah, I like that. Domestic or international call? What do you want? Domestic. All right, we'll stay domestic here. Hold on. All right, here we go. Hey, Brian, how you doing? This is Jeff from uh, High Spot Podcast on Bodyslam.net. How are you today? Doing well. Happy 4th of July, my man. Happy 4th of July, man. Uh, so here we go. You usually have a, an advantage on your opponents because of your size, but this time you're taking on Michael Elgin, who definitely is a hoss, like you were saying before. What's your game plan? What, what are your thoughts heading into this matchup? Obviously, probably the biggest matchup of your career so far. Just what, what's your game plan when you take on a guy that's like similar to your size? Well, normally, that's, uh, that's one of my my X factor of, of me being able to do more things than what most normal big guys can do takes a, takes a, a role, and I use that a little bit more to my advantage. Uh, I don't know if I will be doing that this, uh, so much this time, A, because my, uh, my back and my leg may not still be 100% enough to be able to do it, but also I kind of just want to take his head off, so I think I want to close on the, the crap out of him more than moonsault on top of him. And then, too, you said, yeah, I usually have an advantage because I'm, you know, of my size. But, I mean, last time I checked, Big Mike isn't as big as the machine. So I think I still got a size advantage on old on old Elgin. Either which way, though, we're going to tear the house down. Hey, thank, thank you so much. No problem, man. So, so Brian, I want to follow up on that. Uh, if I can answer it. What do I got for that one? I'm, well, I'd probably go with me on that one. No. Uh, how much retribution do you have planned for Michael Elgin? Sunday. I mean, how much retribution do I have? Um, you know, there's nothing. I, really, I just want to beat him. Like, I don't need to go out there and do more than that. I mean, do I want to send the hospital? I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't cry if I did. But uh, I don't need to go out there. I don't need to send anybody to the hospital. I don't need to prove any point. I am the champion. He's got to beat me. I don't got to beat him. But that's exactly what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to beat him and realize. My time is now. It's the age of Cage. It's not Elgin's time, and he's going to go back to the bottom of the line. Or maybe wish he never left New Japan to begin with. All right, well, we're going to take a few extra calls. we got to call uh, Kevin Lopez Lendero. I uh, messaged you via YouTube. He just wants to know, can you speak Spanish? Muy poquito. How about Espanol? I tried to throw you a curve by actually saying it in Spanish. Mikito, that's it. That's all you speak. No, I can say more than that. But 
words, phrases. I can talk more about it. Like I can put a match together in Spanish, but then I can uh, understand it more than I can. All right. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to stay on a, a YouTube question from Cam the Big Bear. What is your favorite cheat food? Well, I don't know how much time we got because this could be a long answer. Well, that's that's a very fast answer. I mean, like on simple terms, anything for baked goods, sugar, accessory, my favorite thing. If you want to get more uh, precise, I need more of a precise question. Like if you're talking about my favorite cheat at breakfast time, you know, at dinner time, at a buffet, my favorite ice cream, my favorite cookie. Like you know, there's there's so many different ways this can go. Give, give us like the one, like, uh, are you a Reese's person? I mean, what, what is like, oh, God, I could have a day or night? I mean, I, I do love Reese's cookies. And they got to be soft. The only crunchy cookie I can eat, boys. Boys are amazing. But uh, I'll have that. If it's crunchy, I don't want to keep that crap out of my face. But I mean, oh, a warm, soft, just bake, you know, uh, cookie, and it could be any flavor. I like all the flavors. Um, that's tremendous. Like, especially when I'm trying to eat, you know, clean, I'm not going to cheat at all. And typically, if I'm in first class, they come out with that warm, warm chocolate. Yeah. Cookie, it's just falling all over the place and getting melted chocolate all over you. Like, oh, you have to eat it. You like, have to. Like, like, you can't, you can't replicate a straight out the oven uh, cookie. Like, that's, oh, that, that's probably the best thing on the planet. We had a uh, chime in from Craig who would like to know. He just uh, threw out mint Oreos, but we'll move along uh, since uh, we don't. Every single flavor of Oreo there is. And uh, another side note, I have not eaten a whole package of Oreo in one go. Like, I haven't had an Oreo without eating the entire package for several years. Wow. Wow. I'm just not even sure what to say on that, but we'll move right along, Brian. Hey, Brian. Uh, this is Riju from Sportskida in India. Hope you're doing well after your injury. Thank you, sir. Uh, so, uh, my first question is, at what point in at Rebellion did you realize that you were injured? Oh, man. Hey, hey, Riju, ask your whole question. Uh, then we'll, we'll move it along to, so Brian can answer. Okay. And my second question is, um, uh, the, not uh, long ago, there was a match teased between yourself and Ken Shamrock on Twitter. Is that something that you still want to do? All right, firstly, firstly, when I, uh, the moment that I hit off that Spanish fly off the, off the ramp to the floor, I knew right away um, something was wrong completely. And I, uh, my, my right leg went numb too. And my first thoughts in that moment were, you know, I just broke my back. I ruptured a disc. Am I going to need back surgery? Is my career over? Am I going to be able to walk again? Like, I was panicked. Um, obviously, I, I fought through that and pushed through that and wasn't as, uh, as severe as I, as I had feared. But uh, there's still been... Uh, definite residual um, pain and, and minor injuries from that uh, initial injury in April too that are still stemming uh, down my leg and my hip that haven't fully healed up yet. So working through that and hopefully uh, hopefully that'll go away uh, in due time. Um, as for the Ken Shamrock match, yeah, I absolutely would love uh, would love that opportunity. Um, I actually was at a show with him not too long ago in Germany, and uh, as well as different um, uh, uh, signing and, and discussed it uh, with him. And I know he became for it. And so, you know, 
whether that takes place at Impact or elsewhere, I mean, that would be awesome to uh, to have it. I mean, I think it would be great on the uh, on the old Impact Plus app, right, right, Ross? That'd be an amazing main event they could throw together. So, um, I'm not the ones as a matchmaking, but yeah, hopefully it happens. Thank you, and best of luck for Tanzu. Thank you, sir. Hey, Richard, you didn't bother asking me the question, so uh, I'm not going to give you an update on when we come back to India. I believe he's at the press pass tomorrow, so I'll ask him directly. <laughs> yeah, he probably well, doesn't mean I'm going to take your call, though. Hey, what time is it over in uh, India right now? Uh, 9 o'clock. It's the best time for me, <laughs> actually. 9 o'clock. All righty. Well, we will talk to you tomorrow, Riju. Thank you. Hey, Brian, Ryan Bowman from the GorillaPosition.com. First off, congratulations on your upcoming wedding. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you were talking about the Slammiversary match between Tessa and Sammy. Um, you had a pretty high-profile match with Tessa Blanchard before outside of Impact. Uh, what's your thoughts on intergender wrestling, and what would you think about Tessa possibly challenging for the Impact World Heavyweight title someday? Yeah, I know my match with Tessa from uh, Rust Circus was was quite uh, quite well reviewed. Um, I, I did enjoy it. I, I think Tessa's uh, one of the uh, the best out there today. Absolutely, uh, I think her and Sammy's match is going to be very intriguing. That's like the word I feel like that's the best to describe that. Um, who I feel will come out the victor of that? I'm actually really uncertain, um, but uh, I definitely feel like Tessa's breaking a. Breaking the mold for for a lot of women, and I mean, I guess if somebody could be in that lineup to to face uh, or to fight for the the Impact World Title, I mean, I, I think she'd be the first one to do it. So, um, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. Thank you. Thank you. No worries. Right, we'll, we'll throw you a little curve here because we we're just doing one match. We're gonna throw you a second match right now for a little review to give your take. We're going to go with the women's monster ball. Of course, you got Havoc, world champion, knockout champion, I'm sorry, Kaya Valkyrie, Rosemary, and Sue Young. Very uh, diverse, eclectic group. Uh, want to get your take on the match and then uh, throw, out, throw out a, a, a victor. We got a lot of variables there in that match. Um, I honestly think uh, time may be able to squeak one out. She's been uh, doing well as the champion. I got to give her props for that, even though she's not my my uh, my favorite uh, knockout on the roster, nor is, is her husband. But um, you know what? I'm going to go out there, though, and pick Rosemary just because I'm actually a big fan of Rosemary. I love Rosemary. I love... I love uh, uh, almost all that she does, and uh, I've always, I've always been a big fan of hers. So wouldn't mind teaming with her. So uh, I'm gonna pick her just, just, just out of a fan point of view. And uh, you didn't mention there's obviously the, uh, the curveball with the old O.J. Mitchell involved as well. So um, you know, he, he could even help Rosemary, which would be a big swerve. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know what that guy's thinking, but, but I'm gonna go Rosemary. Well. Three matches and three different outcomes. You, you're going to take Rosemary. I know this is going to kind of be a, a personal jab at you. I'm going to take 
Kaya. But you didn't you didn't take her to win. So you you, you take Rosemary, I'll take Taya Valkyrie. A donut's on the line on this one. Are you gonna stick with Rosemary? Yeah. All right. Gonna make sure that uh, Taya wins that. That was me. I just hope that the Rosemary hears that so I can get it. <laughs> Hi Brian, this is Joel Torres from Contralona. Um, thinking about Latino wrestlers that you have worked with, including you know Mexican, Puerto Rican wrestlers, lucha libre style. How do you think this experience prepared you to be a pro wrestler or the pro wrestler that you are today, and obviously the Impact Champion? So I, I, let me ask you. I, I, I'm sorry, we didn't catch. Uh, what's your name? And where are you from? From from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh, and that is on Eastern Time Zone, correct? Yes, exactly. It's here like um, 11.41 a.m. San Juan or where are you at? Old San Juan. Uh, San Juan, yes. All righty. So you're basically asking uh, how I feel like uh, just the Lucha Libre style has, has helped me yeah, how get the to where Libre I am? Style, yes, exactly. That experience wrestling with Mexican and Latino wrestlers. Uh, I mean, obviously it's... It, it, as uh, a bit of you know versatility, um, and you, you you know you have your different styles everywhere too. You know with with the English style, the strong style in Japan, the lucha libre style throughout the Mexico and any other Latin community. Obviously, the American style. Canada's even got a little bit of of their own deal. Obviously, I feel like the more versed you are and experienced you are with any and all styles, is obviously the you know the more well adapt you could be anywhere you go it's like it's like um comparing it to mma we, when mma first started it was really just one it was you know judo versus jiu-jitsu boxing versus kickboxing you know wrestler versus submission expert like but now it's kind of all rolled into one and i feel like that's what you need to be able to you know, truly stand out and be the best you can be and also you know um be successful in any part of the world is kind of to uh adapt or dabble in the in the least in every little bit of style. So um, it's been uh, it's been fun being able to uh, incorporate some of that and to be able to showcase you know my athleticism in a different way that people wouldn't normally expect to see a guy built like me be able to do. Is there any Latino wrestler that you can name that you have learned a lot uh, you know in the in the business? Learn from? Yeah. Um, I mean. Conan's helped uh, helped out my career uh, tremendously, um, and I was uh, I, I befriended him actually too because I was great friends with Norman Smiley. He was great friends with Conan um, for my time in developmental, um, and he opened up a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities with me. Um, you know, Ray Mysterio is, is phenomenal, and getting to have worked him and work with him plenty of times was uh, was a dream come true. And then obviously. Um, uh, Alberto Del Rio or El Patron as well. I had my big feud down in uh, AAA for the better part of almost a year with him. So obviously I've, I picked up plenty from him as well. All right. Excellent. Best of luck this Sunday. Thank you, sir. Bye. All right. Well, Brian, we have a few other uh, questions that have come in for you. We're going to go to uh, – uh, who do we got here? Uh Glennie via YouTube. Glennie would like to know, what is your favorite non-American city or country to travel to? Non-American, huh? Um, country, I just... Um, 
I just texted to the guy on the phone earlier. It's the it's the one place I've uh, I wanted to go to in third grade because you know travel there now multiple times too, and roughly there it's just been been awesome. So with that though too, because of you know ninety nine percent of my travels always due to wrestling. How I take on a city and or country is also how well everything is ran or organized too because you know. Sometimes you're a place where it's not so put together. Sometimes you're a place that is more put together, which obviously makes traveling easier, less stressful, more opportunity, more time to do stuff. Um, outside of that, uh, I mean, Tokyo is awesome. It's so, just so unique and so different. So. All right. Well, with that, we will wrap up this week's Impact Wrestling Press Pass podcast. Uh, right on the uh, heels of Slammiversary, right around the corner Sunday. Don't forget, Friday night, tomorrow night, uh, Bash at the Brewery in San Antonio. Saturday, we're in Houston for Deep Impact with Booker T and Reality of Wrestling. Uh, and then Sunday, the big one, Slammiversary. Uh, super excited for that one. Uh, Gilly's here in Dallas. Uh, just a few tickets left. Uh, if you're in Dallas, be sure to get those. Um, I'll give the uh, dance floor right now to Brian. Let him chime in with a, a final thought as we wrap it up for this week. Well, first you said there's a few tickets left. I mean, I don't know. I got a pretty big pretty big fan base, I think, that, that we're asking for those last few uh, tickets to, to be comped, you know, uh, by... Yeah, I'm, I'm the champ, right? Then I get a little you bit of... You gave me a, a ticket list of 75. Uh, well, I'm over, bro. I'm over. I don't deny that. I don't deny that. No, but all, all jokes aside, yes, this has been... Uh, be one hell of a weekend. Uh, I think it's an awesome opportunity for Impact to to grow. We're we're, we're making towns, hitting the road, and uh, again the the last several pay per views. I mean, pr- pretty much since last year's uh, first one, I feel like it's just gotten better and better each and every time. So uh, I don't feel like this is going to be anywhere less than that. Many people on the show think it's going to be the the best show of the year, um, and I know that uh, we have an awesome roster that's uh, able to deliver, and I I fully expect them to. And uh, I foresee myself walking out still champion, uh, having a match of the night, owning the spotlight, and pr- proving everyone the answer to the question, who better than Brian Cage? Who, Ross? Who? Exactly. Nobody. <laughs> All righty. Well, Brian, thank you very much. Uh, media, we're going to continue with some uh, Facebook Lives today for uh, what, what Brian's doing here in Dallas. Uh, we're going to see him in, uh, at the... Dallas Cowboys star, the big famous star. Uh, we'll do some photos ready to him there, and we'll probably do a little uh, Facebook Live there. And then tomorrow, get get your questions in line, especially you, Riju, because uh, Josh Matthews will be here on the Impact Wrestling Podcast, and we'll try to do a little, another uh, simulcast on Facebook Live for, uh, for Josh. So tune in tomorrow. We'll have Josh and uh, get all your final questions answered as we head into... Slammiversary on Sunday. Brian, uh, you want to do one more match, or you want to wait on that before we... Uh, uh, we can do one more match. One more match. And this is going to be the... the, the I, I cannot wait for the answer on this one, because this is the one that you and I have talked about for two days now. Let's just go right to it. Sammy Callahan, Tessa Blanchard. I want to know your thoughts on the match, and you've got to give me a winner. Don't, don't hold back on who's going to win this one. That's a tough one to pick. I've been purposely trying not to pick a winner when we've discussed this. Um, hmm. 
All right. All right. All right. I will. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Tessa. I'm gonna go with Tessa to upset. But she's gonna get the biggest loogie in the face ever, though. I'm sure right before that. But I'll go with Tessa. Well, <laughs> I guess I can't be surprised at that answer. But you know, uh, our fourth match that you and I have gone back and forth on debating, and you knew it was gonna be the fourth match that I completely disagree with you. She might be the the best knockout. She might be the best women's wrestler on the planet right now. Sammy Callahan is not walking out without the victory in that one. Close call. I, I would agree with you. Sammy Callahan, he might get help from uh, Jake and Dave and Madman Fulton, but in the end, I'm predicting Sammy Callahan's Arm will be raised in victory. I think Terry going to be his own worst enemy. Interesting. Interesting. So, four matches in. Uh, Brian and Ross have been battling back and forth, and uh, we, haven't, we haven't come together uh, to agree on a winner in any of the first four matches. So, uh, stay tuned. We'll have uh, more matches here on uh, Facebook Live over the next day or two. And, uh, Media, thank you for calling in. We'll talk to you tomorrow.